done. Hello, and welcome to Friday Night Insights, Season 1, Episode 15, Blinders. I am Sam. I'm joined with Mackenzie. Mackenzie, hello. Hi, Sam. What you do? Um, I get way too angry while playing Catan. Oh, very true. Yeah. You said some mean things yesterday, and I'm looking forward to what mean things you say today. What did I say to yesterday? I said I wasn't talking to you, yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, that was very it. mean. <laughs> my okay, but you you were really mean, My entire sense deserved. of self is based on whether or not you are currently talking to me, and I was nothing for like 25 minutes last night. You deserved it. What did I do? It was literally like five minutes. What did I do? I won five minutes later. What did I do? I think you blocked me and, like, you were just consistently blocking and stealing from me. You deserved it. And also, um, thank you for thanking me for being a good sport last night because it made me feel slightly better about not winning. (laughs) But just slightly. I'll I'll try doing that more often because you also get very mad while playing Catan. Well, I get frustrated. (laughs) You get more mad than I get. I... I don't know. We all, I think, have our days. We're all a little too intense. Um, We probably shouldn't be allowed to do this, and yet it's all we do. (laughs) Correct. This is absolutely true. We need adults in our lives who will stop us from doing this. Do you remember how my mom once said, I think I realize why you guys play Catan. It's because it's an excuse to be angry at each other and to yell and be mean to each other. That might be a fair point. (laughs) She might be right there. I'm not sure. I think that um, at least it was with an this we can't cheat, though. Exactly. Yeah. The... Like, so we're getting mad, but like also we can't really be that mad because no one's cheating, right? So to fill all of our friends listening in, um, we have been playing Catan, formerly known as Settlers of Catan, at every single time that the family has been together for close to two years now. Yeah, probably two or three years. Yeah, it's been a while, and um, it's been the way... It's my fault. I don't know why I did Yeah, you're the one that brought this in, but it's also, like, the only way that your brother-in-law will play with us, will, like, be our friends. This is true. It's the only way, which, okay, it's not the only way he'll be our friends. He's been my friend outside of Catan sometimes. Yeah, with Battleship. (laughs) 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 So we've got these two things. And it's really fun, but, like, we also have a family maxim. I think if we had a crest, it would be at the bottom. If you, if you aren't cheating, you don't care enough. Thanks, Grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. So, uh, <laughs> we've been playing since the time of social distancing. And also, it's been great just because, like, usually we, we get to play, like, four times a year. And now we play about four times a week. And um, we're going to be so much better than Brady. We're going to be so much better than Brady. It's going to be amazing. But it, because we play it online, it forces us to not cheat, which, um, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I think that might be why people are a little more angry. That might be it. (laughs) Cause we can never get away with it. I told, uh, my friend how much of a bummer this is and the amount of judgment that I received from him when I said, look, I'm going to be honest. I sometimes cheated before. I honestly so don't much know if I have on this game. I think I've played it fairly honestly. Like, I will cheat at Uno every time. Ugh. I will cheat at Uno. 
and I that's have like no a shame. family trait, though. Yeah, I know it's genetic. <laughs> Cheating at Uno <laughs> is genetic. Uh, it's completely genetic. <sighs> I don't know. Well, you've like never hidden the amount of cards that you had, and then when a seven was rolled, been like, "Oh, I only have seven. No, I haven't done it. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I have. Yeah, I know. Not no. often. Like, I, I say that like I did it a lot, and I didn't. It was just when I was, like, the only player on the board with two points, and everyone else had, like, six or seven. Yeah. That's the only time I would do it. it we did have a good observation last night where I think that the availability of information is drastically changing how we play this, where when we play over the table, we don't have a live count of how many points everyone has. See, I'm constantly counting. I know, but that's like, uh, that's you being good at the game. Like, if we were playing this with Spencer over the table versus over the computer, that would be different. And then if any of us are highly inebriated, it's much easier to just, like, glance and see what's going on with this. So I think that that kind of affects how we change it. It also has the game log so that you can look in that game log. I don't know if any of you have been doing it, but you can be like... Oh, I absolutely do it. That's how I... We can see I... how many people have lumber. And if we that's, just... That's what I was using for my monopolies last night. Yeah, like, yeah it's fantastic. I was like, all right, Sam just got three lumber and a wool. Like, yeah. Let's go for it's that lumber. It's the best way to do it. Like, I've been doing it nonstop. Um, it does... It makes... It's very useful... For especially monopolies, like it doesn't come in handy that frequently with regards to other things. Like, sure, maybe you want to keep an eye for trading purposes. Yeah. But also, if someone doesn't want to trade, they're just going to say no, and you can be a little butt hurt. But like, <laughs> what else are you going to do? So, speaking of cheating, do you think that recycling old papers for new projects in college and other things is cheating? Because my vote is no. I think my vote was also no, so we're going to need your guys' input. Yeah, so do you want to give any context? Okay, so the context here is, you know, we're nearing the end of the semester, and I don't know if any of you guys are currently in school, Is this your first semester of being a master? Or your third? Or second? Second. What day is it? I don't understand months anymore. No one knows. Okay. No one knows. It's my second semester of being in a master's program. It's been a rough year because every time that I talk about school, half of my friends will be like, school? I thought you graduated. And it's... (sighs) It's a rough time, guys. (laughs) I did get the opportunity to do that to one of my friends this week, though, because he was taking a training class and he was like, oh, I'm in class all this week. And so I responded and I was like, class, I thought you graduated. (laughs) It was just really, it was a highlight. Um, Anyways, so end of the semester is coming up and anyone in school right now knows that it is a weird time to be in school. Mm -hmm. Like all of it is sort of just turned upside down. I am the type of person who really, really hates online classes um, for many reasons. And I've spent the last couple of years actively avoiding online classes. So now I'm in a situation where I have no choice but to be in online classes. And so that's rough. To me, but like, my best online class ever, I finished in two days and then just didn't have to think about it. And I love it with that. In the past, I've done that. Like, there have been online classes where I, at the beginning of the semester, I go through and I do every single assignment that I have. 
and don't touch it for the rest of the year. And I think that's a beautiful thing, but the problem is you don't know if that's what you're getting into when you sign up for an online class. That's great, and there's also not much learning that goes on Oh, there. 100%. Like, it's great no, from a student perspective. that was for, like, a music appreciation yeah. class that I did. <laughs> yeah. From a student perspective and, like, an amount of work perspective, it's those are great. From an educator perspective, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. And this is why I hate online classes. Like, most of them you go into with, like, I want the easiest class I can take. There's no learning happening there. Um, But we're towards the end of the semester, and I have, like, final assignments coming up. And one of my classes, I think, well, we have the final exam. This class, we have four things that our grade is based off of. Everything is weighted equally. Every assignment that we do in the class is 25% of our grade. So I have a research paper in that class coming up that is the second to last assignment, the last assignment being the final exam. Um, And there's no prompt for it. Nothing. I hate that. Nothing. It's just a research paper. You need to use, I mean, the only real guidelines are use educational psychology journals. Okay. Like peer-reviewed journals, which you know, is sort of an expectation in any grad school class, really in any college course, but like especially grad school. Um, but it's also something that I've been doing for the entirety of my college career. Like any paper that I have written in the past four years has used like peer-reviewed journals as sources. And so I am pondering the ethical ambiguity yeah of using a previous paper that i wrote would you update it at all i probably would like make some tweaks make it better but like if i could find something that i could use the vast majority of the paper if you ran it through one of those online plagiarism detectors would anything come up Um, That is all dependent on whether or not the teacher that I submitted it to initially put it through one of those things. Hmm. And if it did, like, all of those things normally, so I've used them before when I was student teaching, we used Turnitin. Mm -hmm. And as an instructor, when it shows plagiarism, what it actually shows is a percentage of non-original work Mm -hmm. then as an instructor you decide is this percentage too high because almost every paper is going to have some amount of unoriginal work because you're citing things yeah it doesn't it's not taking into account what is citation what is not um and so as a teacher i would look and i'll be like okay if it's over like 30 percent that's when I start looking a little more closely, mm-hmm. start looking at where these sources are coming from, because it shows you the source that shows you this is where we think that this person got it from. And it includes anything that has been entered into the Turnitin system. Mm. So some days it would be like there were some papers where a lot of the prep work was done in groups. And so there would be higher percentages because they the people in the groups used similar like very similar stuff because they prepped it together yeah um and it tells you that it tells you this came from this person at this school so do you think that if the 
professor that you are submitting for this semester put it through and saw that it was all from you, would they care? Because I think that ethically it's fine, honestly, especially if you just update yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, because so I'm not sure. I don't think that she would care, especially with everything going on. Um, I also don't know if I think it would come up because I don't think that many of my instructors have used these systems before. Mm -hmm. um, and like it being integrated into Blackboard is a fairly new thing. Mm. Um, Wait, is Turnitin and Blackboard, like are they together at this point? I think that at this point they are working together because now when I submit things in Blackboard, there is a little thing saying you need to use these files so that it can be read by oh, interesting. Turnitin. Okay. Um, that's but good. that's, I think, a fairly new thing. Um, I don't think that has always been the case. And so I don't really know. And that's why I haven't totally decided. I also haven't even looked through my papers to see if I'd have anything that would work. Yeah. Um. But it might be a good, it also might just be a good way to look through and get ideas for what I might want to write. Like, for sure. I bet that, we'll see. I think that if you took it and you edit it enough, and then you today are a totally different person than you were two years ago. And I think that you'd be like, I want to change all these things. And I think that you could it, update those and it would be perfect. Also, absolutely true. Like, if I pulled something up that I wrote two years ago, a lot of it probably wouldn't be like, not. Maybe not the majority, but there would be a decent amount that I would want to change. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, we'll so see. I vote it's that, a thing I'm I, considering. It's an interesting quandary. Um, Other less interesting quandaries. How racist can you be on Friday Night Lights without um, getting fired? Mac really is exploring this, this is one. is a hard episode for me. It is heavy. Um, I had two crying corners. Where tears became present on the tip of my eyes, but did not fall. All right. So that's, I don't know if that counts as a crying corner. No, because it was the corner of my eye. <laughs> Weepy Wednesday? Weepy Wednesday, today on Sunday. Welcome to Friday Night Insights, where the Recorded days have in front never of a live mattered. studio audience. <laughs> the live studio audience, like always. The fun uh, thing about our live studio audience is that they can only hear one part of it. She can hear, like, some of it. She listens into all of my lessons. <laughs> but can, she can hear what I'm saying? Uh, I'm wearing open-back headphones, and so there's some sound bleed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what open-back headphones are, but cool. So yours are closed-back headphones. Mine, if you were sitting next to me, right next to me, you would hear it almost as well as I hear it. It's a thing. I like it for my okay. singing lessons because I, if I had closed back headphones, then I would yell even more than I tend to yell. Um, sure, but yeah. I'm able to hear. Is my that voice a Johnson a thing? Um, yeah, yeah. It's genetic. Is it a spending a lot of time yell. around my father thing? Uh, yeah, we cheat, yell, and spend time around your father. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think that we yell because we spend time around the my loudest father. moment of my life was you, Spencer, and Michaela at a Thanksgiving. That makes sense. Yeah, it's loud. It, it gets loud, but yeah, when, I, when I'm getting heated, and I also just can't hear myself as well, like, I, I tend to do it less if I take one of the cups off of my ears. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a thing. So, this episode is called Blinders. Um, and what do you think blinders means? 
Well, now I know. What did you think blinders means? <laughs> I did. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but I don't normally go off of the title. What do you go off of? I go off the, the little blurby boy. Fine. Here's the blurb. Mac makes racial statements that test the team's bond. Tyra and Julie become close to Tammy's dismay. Here's the thing about going off of the blurby boy. It just said what happens. So you're changing the rules so of this game. <laughs> here's my prediction. We will be reminded who Mac even is because I definitely did not remember. Yeah. I read that and I was like, I, oh, this means nothing to me. Who is Mac? Um, Julie will get into trouble, trouble and become Taylor Momsen and Gossip Girl. Okay. <laughs> and Matt and Julie reunite? Question. Did you know Taylor Momsen was, I think, the first video I ever did on YouTube uh, in the format that I do? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it was the first one I did. Um, I don't know what the first one I watched was. <laughs> Have you watched any? Uh, like, like one. Half of one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we start at the game. There's trickery. Slot right, 28 gunsling. Ooh! Ooh, wow, there's People switch things around. Um, Saracen ends up as a receiver and Smash throws it to him, which is important because it shows that Smash is capable of throwing a ball and thinking through things. Um, and then the Panthers win 30-10. to 10. It's their first playoff game. It's very exciting. So much fun. You know football. Super fun. 20 slot right, 28 gunsling. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know scene. football. So then we get into the locker room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah, and Taylor, Coach Taylor is happy speeching, but it's it's so loud. Even happy speeches are so loud. Why I'm Coach Taylor like and I'm happy. <laughs> it was like I was watching it, and he was telling them how proud he was of him, but he was still yelling. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, boys. It's exactly what it was. And then Mac gets interviewed. And Mac says that race isn't an issue for them. Even though they were, like, <sighs> the last school in Texas to desegregate. And yeah, they've Mac had is... one black quarterback in the entire time of their school existing. And this is, this is actually a larger problem. Um... It's a very common thought, unfortunately, that people think that white guys are better quarterbacks. And it's complete bullshit, but it's a common thought. So I understand why they had to have this episode. I'm proud of them for having it. I like, think that it was, It took some balls for them to like, do this kind of thing on national TV. Especially 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, or... More than 10 years ago. When did this come out? Like it started in 2008? years ago or something? 12? Some, some amount of time. Guys, we should know. We took we, a very long time to get around to doing this. We should research uh, this thing. The show that we have a podcast on? Yeah. Let's <laughs> we see. should probably... I think it's 2008. Friday so Night So 12 Lights. years ago? Uh, 2006 through 2011. Oh. So yeah, 14 years ago. 14 years... So yeah, like... It was pretty ballsy 14 years ago to do an episode like this on national TV. Yeah. Even, like, today, it would be still a bit controversial. Much probably more common on, way like, more HBO. common today, yeah. though. Yeah. 
Um, so good for them, first yeah. of all. But also, how can he? Well, no, I know, I know how. I know okay. the answer to this so question. So what happens? Max says guys like Smash are fearless, dangerous, like junkyard dogs. They're better at running than throwing. Um, and then they, the interviewer asks, do you think that white whites make better quarterbacks because they're smarter? And he's like, well, I, I, yeah. He said, I'm not saying all black guys are dumb, but if you want to write it that way. And then Coach Taylor uh, sees what's going on a little bit and is like, okay, come on, Mac, let's go. Good for Coach Taylor. Also, why is he not fired? Yeah, that's, I think, the biggest difference right now is, like, if this happened in 2020, he would be fired immediately. Just on the spot, he would be gone. And he would never work again. But back then, that isn't what happened in this episode. Um, We cut to... Yeah, so then we cut to the radio people. On the radio. On the radio. It's a big thing. They say, someone says, he said monkey. And they're like, no, he said junkyard dog, as if that's better. Um, It's not better. It's not better at all. Um, So it's huge. And then Smash kind of defends him to his parent, his mom in the car. He kind of defends Mac. And then his mom is also kind of like, Smash, shut up. Yeah, with just as many words as that was. And then they they go look at a house, which is so exciting. So much fun. It is very exciting. Sam, what do you know about looking at houses? Um, Not much, because <laughs> I just do it on the internet. But I am so excited. We're doing a walkthrough, a virtual walkthrough on Tuesday morning. And the house is like pretty much completed. Didn't and... you think that you were going to have to purchase a stove? No. Oh. No, it's a fridge. I, okay. I always knew it came with the stove and stuff, so I'm really excited about that. Um, but it looks great. My my granite countertop has very interesting colors on it. I kind of love it. I do too. That like black streak. Yeah, yeah. It's it good. looks like dyeing your hair purple or something just in a streak of it. Love it. It's very cool. So I'm really excited about that. But they also were very excited about the closet space in um, the Friday Night Lights. And... Yeah, they're you have some like big closets too. Yeah, I have like one massive closet and then a few other regular size closets. But that's what they were excited about in Friday Night that's Lights. Fair. Um, it's the second most most important thing about a house. Kitchen then closets. Yeah. Yeah. Then, any other observations for their little house tour? Um. Ma ended up sort of putting a kibosh on it because the kids were like, well, you said that we could afford it. And she was like, yeah, we can afford it until one of you gets into an accident until. And so I liked that she included that. I like. Yeah. I thought it was good that there was still talk of like. I, I just think it's good to talk to your kids a little bit about like realities of financial things i think that like after don't get them your child too involved, is like three like... you should just treat them like humans <laughs> like adults and talk to them like adults and be honest about these things as much yeah. as possible but as much as possible without also forcing them to pay, like exactly feel like 
without just, putting additional responsibility on them. Yeah, but that's how and they learn. And I think learn. That that's the line that a lot of people struggle with is how to do it without making it feel like it's their problem that they have to help yeah, with. For sure. Um, no, but I did fair. like, like, I think that she did it and it, like, she was like, yeah, I can afford it until, yeah. like, these are things that I still have to consider. Like, yeah. so I thought that was great. Then we go um, over to the school and Tammy. Where Julie skipped class. Yeah. Remember how I said she was going to be Taylor Momsen? Oh, man, you're getting closer. She's Taylor Momsen, ma'am. Ma'am. Julie skipped class with Tyra. She skipped like three PE classes and then lies to her mom. And And said it was only one and then... Yeah, it's just stupid. And then they both have to play in the Powder Puff game as punishment. And Powder Puff... That doesn't seem like the worst punishment in the world. It's because it's not. (laughs) Like... You could be grounded. Calm down. Yeah. Um, but they acted like it was real bad. Mackenzie, what's a powder puff? It's when girls play football. Yep. And then at the first practice, Landry is the ref. And Landry is hilarious in this episode. I love Landry. Like, I really like Landry in this episode. He's so fun. Um, he's the ref. And he introduces the coaches, Matt and Tim. And Julie is just dreading it. Matt chooses oh gosh, Tyra yeah, first, hates it. which makes sense because Tyra is ultra athletic and fierce. Yeah, um, it, it's a good choice. Then Tim asks if anyone knows how to chop block, and one girl I don't is know like, what that I is. Do. Neither do I, but Matt, but Tim and this one girl know, and so Tim he chooses thinks her. thinks it's important, so. Exactly, which I think it's it shows like, okay, he's in it to win it. He wants to know, he wants to have some players who actually can play football or have some history with football which is fair and so he chooses and it also gives him a good idea of her skills just straight away for sure he also chooses lila and matt chooses julie as his third pick and julie um do you think julie's more mad about not being a first pick or about being on matt's team at first i thought she was just mad about not being or about being on matt's team Mm mm-hmm and then later in the episode, I was like, oh, wait, she's mad about the third pick thing? So I don't really know. I think more mad about being on Matt's team. I think initially, yeah. And then she, it, it's almost like she's trying to justify, no, I don't care about you. I'm mad that I'm the third pick. Yeah. Uh, they are so in love. They love each other. Stop denying it. Then Street visits the school and everyone's like, hey, hey, Jason. He's, like, back at school. Yeah. Like, back, back. Back, back. The boys are back in town. Coach talks to Mac, says he needs to apologize. Mac says it's it's PC sons of bitches trying to take his job. One of my favorite things in the world is when people say PC. Ever. And by favorite, I mean least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> They say it like it's an insult, too. And you're like, okay, honey. Yeah. It was a yikes moment. Um, Any other thing on that? Um, My comment for that was, Ugg Mac, you're an ass. Ugg Mac. That's, I think, what his real name is, is Ugg Mac. That's fair. Okay, then Smash goes Fitting. on a date with Waverly. Smash, Smash is a smooth talker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that they, like, had issues because of his steroid use. Yeah, and they kind of cut through They didn't really address stuff. that. Yeah. But he, he's, like, kissing her neck in public. And then... It almost seems like they only use her when there's, like, drama with Smash that they can get her opinion on. Yeah. Like, she's never there unless there's something going on with Smash that they need an opinion on. I think that's a very fair assessment. Uh, Matt and, and Landry are also rude. there on the date in a different booth with their own dates called themselves. <laughs> Landry. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Landry. Okay. Landry is first nominee for Hottie of the Week. Yes. <laughs> I. He's trying to get Matt to use pheromones. Yeah. To she, get Julie to not hate him. But what? What? I don't even know what, what I should smell like. What kind of smell does she like? She likes her dad, doesn't <laughs> Apparently she likes her dad. Um, Landry suggests that he finds out what kind of soap Coach uses. Then um, we cut to, well, it's still at the diner and Mac is on TV. But also, and... hold on. Matt uses the R word and I'm mad at him. Yeah. And then we get Mac on TV. Mac is on TV. He does a fake ass apology where he's like, I'm sorry if anyone's feelings were hurt. I'm sorry if you're mad about it. I hate that. People need to learn how to apologize. They're not good at it. No, they're not. So, Mackenzie, what are the qualities of a good apology? Admitting that you're wrong. Even if you're not, you just have to admit it. It, it's not an apology if you don't admit it. Well, yes. yeah. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Something like that. Yeah. Just like, move well, on. And, and it's a really and hard thing to do. I do think that there are situations where an I'm sorry I hurt you is appropriate. And I think I'm but sorry I, I that hurt you. is not in not in this case but like in relationships i think it's more common and maybe more appropriate in some situations because in relationships like, there's just so much of like miscommunications that cause hurt rather yeah. than like someone doing something that is wrong or bad yeah. what about if like you're on a trampoline and you fall over and kick someone in the face what kind of apology is meant for that I'm sorry I hurt you. Let them kick you in the face? Is it just a direct one for one, eye for an eye? I think it's eye for an eye. That's okay. what I've been doing. <laughs> well, Every time I kick someone on a trampoline. Trampolines. Uh, I love trampolines, but they're terrifying. It's because you're tall. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you're like the size uh, of the trampoline. And so I can understand how that would be terrifying. I'm not the size of a trampoline. I'm not that tall. You're two times taller than a trampoline. Okay, but so are you. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, Fine. I'm taller than a trampoline. Definitely not two times taller than a trampoline. I don't know how big trampolines are. Everything that's smaller than me is about the same size. Oh, they're like three and a half, four feet tall, probably. I'm not eight feet tall. You're between six and eight feet tall. 
Okay, you're between two and four feet tall. That's is all I know. Not true. Julie and Tyra are walking the halls. They confront Lila. Tyra wants to kill her on the field. Waverly tries to educate Smash, who just doesn't get it. Smash, yeah, he doesn't get it. And Waverly is good. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to understand that, like, Mac was racist. And that that's a thing. Yeah, it's an issue. I mean, we'll see by the end of the episode that he maybe gets that sorted out. But at this point, Mr. Smash does not get it. He needs some... Well, and I don't blame him for that. No no one talked about this stuff. Still, a lot of people don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. And so it's hard to know how to react. And when you have been, spent... When you've spent years being told that you shouldn't react to people saying shitty things it's hard to break out of that for sure and i think that that is maybe a little bit of what's happening here and we need art to help move these things forward and uh friday night lights is art guess what else is art friday night insights share with all your friends this art that we're creating great review on itunes (laughs) uh so that was a fun little scene and then we cut to street who is Dissecting a frog. A um, in a science class. Science. And then the he's like Ugh. excited to do it and to be normal. And, and he's then... trying. And then his teacher says, if you want to just observe, it's okay. It's all anybody expects. Yeah, it was sad. And then Mackenzie says, fuck you, teacher. <laughs> I was uh... in that episode, by the way, just like in the background. It was a weird cut, but like, yeah, it was just, it cut straight to Mackenzie in her headphones in 2020 saying, fuck you, teacher. Yeah. It was, I don't know how they did it. It's, but you know, technology nowadays, man. Technology those days, nowadays. I don't know. Was it there back then? Has anyone ever told you about this? Interesting. Um, Street looks dumbfounded after they say that, but it just kind of completely killed his motivation for being at school. Teachers need to be aware that things they say matter and make a difference. What's one thing that you've said that matters and makes a difference in your life? Well, I'm not a teacher, so literally nothing. You have taught priorly. Priorvilously. Priorvilously? Priorvilously. Never said anything that mattered. So maybe I was overgeneralizing. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, it was a sad moment. Then we cut to Powder Puff. Powder Puff. Where did I... Where am I at? No, we... Oh, never mind. I messed up. I'm pretty sure it cut... It's Tim who's running a well-organized practice. And then Matt is less organized. Matt is a mess and Tyra yells at Matt. Yeah, Tyra takes over. And basically becomes the coach. She was like, first she was like, Matt, what are you doing? Be a coach. Tell me what you need from me. And then she becomes the coach. Yeah, it's a very quick turnaround. And then she craps on the quarterback. Because that quarterback was terrible. And then Matt asks Julie to be quarterback. 
But she doesn't want to because she's being dumb. I hope that he was wearing her dad's soap. (laughs) (laughs) I also hope that. Do you think (laughs) that works? Do you think that if someone wore your dad's soap, it would make you feel better or worse about that person? I don't know that I would recognize that they were wearing my dad's soap. Yeah, it's it's biological. It's pheromones. <laughs> I think it we depends on to... your relationship with your dad. Maybe. It... I don't know. Oh, yeah, Maybe Landry has to... some points. Also, pheromones Landry are a thing. He's using yeah. science. It's just a weird application of it. I love Landry. That smart boy. He's so fun. He's a smart we boy. We get to a unfortunate scene where at football, at boy football practice, there someone is like, they're, they're Matt practicing. Matt tells someone to do something. I don't and know if football will And they respond by calling him Massa. Yeah. 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 Tammy talks to Coach about how she broke up a fight over the Mac thing. And she wants to do, like, a forum situation, which we'll get into later. Do you think it's a good idea? We'll get into later. Do you think that in that moment, creating a forum would be a good idea? In... Or what do you think she should do to handle so, this? I think that dialogue is good. I think that when you are already in a tense situation, that is not the time to have dialogue. Mm. Especially when you have not scaffolded the skills necessary to have open, honest, and structured, to a degree, communication. Yeah, Because that, that takes work. It's not a thing that you're going to be able to put together and have success with on one go by just saying, okay, let's talk about this. You have to to demonstrate. They're absolute, like any, so teaching an English class, this is like you have discussions and sometimes never anywhere near as tense as this, but sometimes it comes on tense things, comes on to tense topics. And We never had any discussions that could verge on anything tense until we knew our students were good at having discussions and knew the rules. And so we all, like, from the very beginning of the year, we would say, okay, we're going to do a fishbowl discussion. Here are the rules here. Fishbowl? Yeah, so a fishbowl is you have, like, two circles of students, one inner, like, small group one, the rest of the class on the outside. The small group is anywhere from like four to six people, depending on and the you size. You actually of... organize the desks in that yeah. way? So the small group is anywhere from four to six people, depending on the size of the class. And then you have like a desk or two empty in that small group as well. And so you have four to six students who are in that circle the entire time. And then those two empty desks, anyone on the outside circle can pop in, say things, be part of the discussion, pop back out. Mm. Okay, Um, that's cool. And so we, like, we had established rules and done it on topics that 
they were very familiar with and would be easier to discuss before we ever started getting into anything that could be tense. And we always emphasize that, like, we don't discuss, we don't attack people. We debate ideas. And you, if someone has a different idea, you never attack them. And, like, you need to get, like, you can't have discussions like this until with, well, one, you can't have discussions like this with a group of people who don't know each other. It's never going to work. But you also can't have it until the people who know each other have a community based on respect. And just until those things happen, it's not going to work out the way you want it to. For sure. And so, uh, like, I think that uh, Tammy is coming from a very good place and she has good intentions. And I think that it's great to want to get people talking. But the way that she went about it maybe wasn't the best way to see results. Yeah. And so. Okay. But also, um, Coach's approach was basically just like, let's wait until the fallout ends and you also can't ignore it until people stop caring. Like, uh, I don't know what they should have done, but it was. Yeah. You no, can't I, ignore I, it. I think it's a really hard situation. Absolutely. To be put in. Um, I think that what they should have done is fire Mac. Oh, absolutely. And, um, just make a statement saying we won't stand for this kind of thing. Yeah. But, well, um, yeah, that's what they should have done at the, um, administration level, but what do you do as a teacher when in class yeah. these things are coming up? And so I think... Well, it's hard because at that point, if the administration doesn't... It, it's hard to do anything that, when the administration does nothing. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, Herc is teaching Street how to drive. He hits a garbage can. He wants things to feel normal again. Yeah. Herc says high school isn't normal. He has a point got a very good point um julie gets home after no tasty freeze smash still works there oh yeah which apparently he still works there and then matt says that he disagrees with mac and smash is like okay yeah he's like okay don't worry about it i'm not so why are you basically yeah. then um taylor household julie gets home from powder puff um, the Powder Puff Girls. Coach Taylor wants to give her a talking to about skipping class, saying that Powder Puff isn't going to be her only punishment. Um, and then she says something about having a bad day because Matt was yelling her about quarterback things. And then Coach was like, wait, what, quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> and so they go outside and he coaches her and... It's very fun and cute. It's cute cute and wholesome. I've seen this tumbleweed outside my window of like a plastic thing. (laughs) Just random plastic tumbleweeding across my front yard. I kind of love seeing tumbleweeds because it feels like so western cartoony. And then you see it like tumbling down the road in the state that you live on the rag. And you're like, oh. That's a thing. That's fun. It's I like the Southwest. Um, Tim goes to Tasty Freeze. 
And then Tim tells Smash to talk to your boys and sort this out. And then Mackenzie says, fuck off, Riggins. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tim is being so dumb right now. Um, congratulations, Tim. You're not hottie of the week. Yeah, that if there was any chance before then, there is now known. Now known. Now known. There's now known chance. <laughs> Um, Tyra goes to meet her mom at the dealership and her mom's in Buddy's office and was like, I need to stay late to get through this stack of papers. And, and then Buddy shows up. Buddy shows up with, with dinner. dinner. And the salads look really good. I want a salad. <laughs> I know, it sounds tasty. I'm having asparagus for dinner. Not just I think asparagus. I'm gonna order some that food. would be weird. But I'm having asparagus and a ribeye. Oh, 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 did I tell you about the buffalo ribeye I ate? Or bison ribeye I ate last week? You told me that Oh, you yeah, had I was some playing catton with you when I ate Yeah, it. that sounds good. What should I eat for dinner? Ribeye and asparagus. I'm not going to do that. Uh, it, it's very obvious that Garrity is being a creepo. And, but is her mom in on it? I mean, also he's superior, so like, still weird, not okay. But, like, what's going on there? Um, I don't know. I don't like it. Then it, we cut to the cutest scene in the scenes of today where Coach coaches Julie. And it's so cute. It's the cutest. Um, cute powder puff game. Tim will not accept a loss. Um, Julie's a really good actress. She's so natural. I like her a lot. Tim is awesome. Tim is yelling a lot. He's very fired up. He... He's a good coach. I could see him he, going coaching. He is out. a very good coach. He could make lots of yeah. money too in Texas. Fantastic. Freaking Texas, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddy sits with Tyra's mom. Tyra's looking at the stands for some reason also and gets angry about it. It makes Tyra just destroy Lila. She just takes her out. It's supposed to be flag football, which means that you can... Whenever you pull the flag down, that counts as a full tackle. And she just straight up tackles her and then rips the flag off after, which is a great power move. I'm all about power moves. <laughs> Love me some power moves. Uh, how's that cider? It's good. What are you drinking, yeah. Sam? Some hard kombucha. Hard kombucha. Yeah, it's great. It's 4.5% kombucha. What about alcohol? 4.5% of that. The rest is kombucha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's probably Tasty. about what It's 100 is. calories for like a thing. It's kind of like a seltzer, but it's hard to drink really quickly because it's kombucha. So it's you nice. don't get like drunk. It. Yeah, but you get a little bit if you're as lightweight as I am. I weigh 13 pounds. You weigh 13 pounds? That's a lie. And then um, it's a tie game. And Julie chooses the last play, and uh, she Matt's uses like, football. Yeah, Matt's like, uh, okay. <laughs> she runs. She comes she's through. dope. Matt's team wins. It's great. Everyone loves it. They look like they're running, not at all, but somehow she wins. For some reason, Coach did something that made me want to nominate him for Howdy of the Week, but I don't remember what. But also, he yeah, obviously does the... not get a nomination. I know. I was on the fence with the nomination because he didn't immediately fire Mac, but he has like three other. Does he have the power to fire Mac? 
I don't know what yeah. power a head coach has. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah he should you choose fire your Mac coaches. Then. Yeah. Um, but then he did something during the Powder Puff game that I was like, huh. Also, he's like Landry. On the field and Landry has to like tell him to oh, get Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's so cute. So good. Uh, I love it. Um, then we get to Street playing pool with Herc and yeah, boys. Yeah, he meets all his friends from rehab at a bar. Um, and, and he is invited by Herc to rugby training camp in ATX, which dope. the locals know is Austin, Texas. Is that the airport code too? I don't know. Though? I just know that I saw someone Attics. say ATX at one time, and I Googled it, and... Are you going to come to ATX this summer? Probably. It's going to be Sick. hot. But, like... It's going to be cooler I also, than here, where it's 101 degrees out my door right now. Well, so I also used to have a bunch of plans for July, and now I only have one plan for July that, like, who knows will still if it will still happen or not. What things got canceled? Well, the Taylor Swift concert is that sucks. no longer. I'm sorry. That was sort of a bummer. Um, real well, so it wasn't canceled; it was postponed. But there's no date yet. Probably sometime 2021. Yeah. Um, which yeah, real bummer there. Um, I was also like sort of hoping to do a so that one was the second to last weekend, or no, it was the last full weekend in July. Um, then the weekend after she was going to be in Massachusetts and me and my friend were like going to try and snag some cheap ish tickets to Mm. that and go there. That would have been fun. And then the weekend prior to the first Taylor Swift Swift show, my friends are getting married. And so that's the only thing that I currently have going on in July still. Um, who knows Mm. if the wedding will still happen that weekend. They're sort of playing it by ear. Um, Uh, Yeah, bummer, bummer, but now you can come visit us. three of my four weekends in July are still free, so I could maybe do Austin in July. Okay, Um, Um, or August even, or also November, or just... I do think that we should do Thanksgiving in Austin. I think so too, just so that I can justify buying a really nice table. That would be great. Okay, I loved that part of the episode because it was exciting for Jason Street. It was very exciting for Jason Street. I'm happy for him. Um, if he so at the end of this training camp, they could possibly pick him for the U.S. national quad rugby team, which would be awesome. They could and go exciting. to Beijing. And they the could end go of to Beijing. Year. Beijing. So, Beijing. Beijing. So that would be great. Um, yeah, excited for Street. It's so fun, so fun. And then we get to my first crying corner, fr- crying, weepy Wednesday. Um, on Sunday. Where Smash's mom got not approved for a mortgage, even though she was pre-approved. I hate I don't understand doles. pre-approvals if they um, don't count. Neither do I, but it's made me the most stressed I've been ever for the last two weeks. Because you have I still a pre-approval, been, yeah? I have a pre-approval, and it's like, at this point, I don't see how I wouldn't be approved, but like... At this it's point, it would be stressful. really rude for them to come it back and be like... It would be completely insane if they yeah, said no. that I'm not getting this, but... Uh, it's still very frustrating. So she didn't get approved and the mortgage, the loan officer or whatever was like, I'm sorry, it's not a guarantee of being approved. And she's like, she brings up race and smash yells. And then she goes to smash and is like, look around. 
everyone is looking at you. You do not want to be that junkyard dog that Max yeah. said that you are. Everyone's waiting and for you to do something violent. Don't give it to them. It just breaks my heart. I hate this, Mackenzie. It sucks. Like... Yeah. Then Lila visits Street. She asks if he thinks she's a spoiled snob. He says and he says a little. A little. And he's little. stupid. <laughs> like oh, <it's... laughs> You're so dumb, Jace. I'm shocked that she did not get pissed at him. I know. I know. That was a nice moment from Lila, honestly. But then, and then... um he tells her about the training camp and she gets kinda mad. And he's like, like, school was a mistake. She's like, a mistake? He's like, I just don't fit in. She's like, you do fit in. Well, if I do fit in, I don't want to. And to be completely fair, at this point, he's right. He is. He should just go get his GED and go to Beijing. I don't think he should get his GED. GEDs are not as useful as high school diplomas. If you have the chance to get a high school diploma, it is better in the long run for you to do so. Sure. But there are alternate schooling options. I'm not saying that he should stay at... I don't know what the high school's name is. Oh, shit. Dylan High School? Dylan Panthers. Dylan Panthers High School. I'm not saying he should stay at the Dylan Panthers High School. (laughs) There are alternate schooling options, and I think he should consider it. He needs to be gone. He's suing the school and the coach. He shouldn't... He shouldn't be at uh, that school. I don't yeah. know if I agree that he should get a GED, but he should not be at that school. I think that he should go to Beijing, and I think that that should be a big priority because it's going to make him feel the most motivated Absolutely. to do anything else in his life. Yeah, I think that he should do online schooling. Cool. Um, we get to the race relations assembly. It's sparsely attended. Someone says whites and blacks are different. Landry says it's how they are socialized and brings up DNA saying that his DNA could be more closely related to someone in Uganda than to a white man next door to him. I didn't understand the point of that, but also... It's just showing that sometimes people think that races have a genetic component that matters and that there's a significant enough difference between people that um, they use that as an argument for eugenics, basically. Yeah. Eugenics is so bad. So he brings that up. Um, um, and it Landry's also great. is really just how we're socialized. Yeah, 100%. Like, and then Landry's Waverly smart. says people don't acknowledge that racism exists, which is entirely true. Correct. And then uh, a white guy interrupts her and then chaos breaks out. Yeah, everyone tries to fight each other. It's not good. Yeah. Um, this is where I had all of my notes about how it would work. Well, so one... A talk like this would work way better in a small group. Yeah. I don't think an assembly is the right place to do this. I agree. But also, yeah, everything that I went into earlier, like, if you want to talk about these things, you have to, like, establish some things and nothing. You have to establish dominance. Establish dominance, guys. <laughs> you have to dominate your students. That, that would have been a good look for Tammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Establishing just dominance. fire a gun into the air. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> it's fine. I mean, every time in television and movies that a assembly like this happens, basically... At Mean Girls. This and Mean Girls. They're the <laughs> only ones I know of. It doesn't go well. 
Did you not learn from Mean Girls? When did Mean Girls come out? Before this. Okay, yeah. Did they About not learn from Mean this. Girls? They didn't learn from Mean Ugh. Girls. We should all learn more from Mean Girls. Did you know that in junior high, Mean Girls was my favorite movie and I would watch it every Sunday night? I didn't know that you would watch it. Wait, was no, you weren't in Idaho at this point. No. Okay. No, I was not I was going to say that would not fly in Idaho. I loved that movie. That is no, a would not great movie. Um, why do you not still watch it every Sunday night? Because I've seen it enough. <laughs> Disagree. Now I only watch it every third Sunday. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, okay. Do, anything else on that? I feel like we've talked yeah, about that Yeah, we've covered that. Um, we then... Smash talks to Mac in the film room. And then Mac threatens to bench Smash if he continues to talk about it. He said nothing. Mac just immediately power trips and has just this knee-jerk reaction. He establishes dominance. He establishes dominance. So I guess we're endorsing Mac now. (laughs) Fuck. This did not this turn out the way I wanted it not to. Not how I wanted it to go, but I, I guess mean, we it's can't inevitable. Go back we can't. We'd have to apologize, and we surely Ooh. don't know how to we, apologize. We could try to take notes from Max's apology. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. I'm sorry that us endorsing Mac makes you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a stupid overreaction. You're so dumb. Um, then we cut back to the Taylor household. Crying Corner Part 2. Ooh, Tammy cried also, so... It was so heartbreaking that just that feeling of helplessness. Yeah, it... Sucks. It sucks, but Coach, this is another place where Coach Coach gets some points toward uh, Coach of the Week, and... Yeah, I think he wins Coach of the Week easily. He totally wins Coach of the Week. (laughs) Wait, no, actually, unfortunately, Tim wins Coach no, of the Week. No, do you not remember Wait. his interaction at the Tasty Freeze? He does not I win. I know, but that wasn't him acting as Coach. That was him oh. acting as Tim. All of the situations in which Coach is Shit. Coach of the Week, I feel like it's fairly competitive. But okay, maybe Coach Tim. but you're, nomina- you're saying that Taylor wins Coach <laughs> of the Week for his acts Shut with up. Tammy. Shut up. I'm sorry that what I just said makes you feel weird about this, <laughs> but you just have to admit it. Uh, he's, he's comforting his wife. It's lovely. He's a good boy husband. I can't remember who says it, but it's real hard to make a change around here was a line that hit me. I don't remember who said it either. Sorry to I be think useless. It was me. And then, um, Smash is listening to DMX. I don't know what that means. It was, it's, it's the rapper. You texted me that and I didn't know what it meant. I was trying, okay, you texted me you were done and I'm like, oh, well, Smash is listening to DMX, which means that there's two minutes left in mine. And I almost responded and said, that means nothing to me when you then said, ready. Okay. Anyway, he's listening to DMX. At church? And I thought it was in his room, but it was one of the two places. And then. Then he goes to church. He might go to church. Yeah. But, and then it goes to practice. Yeah, I have a feeling church was not church because Waverly gave him the keys. And I think it was him talking to his boys like Riggins suggested earlier. Oh. That's my that's theory the on the scene. That's when happened. That's, okay. That's what I think I was think going that makes on sense. there. Because Waverly left. He hand, she handed him the keys because she's the preacher's daughter. Yeah, I was busy texting you 
Smash is listening to DMX at that part. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, then we get to practice. And Matt talks to Smash. And Smash is like, I don't want to talk to you. And, and then... And then Mac tells them to do something. And half the team runs out and starts doing it. And Which half? The white half. Slash other... I don't know if they're all white. I don't know. The whiter half. The whiter half, yeah. And then none of the black players run. They all stand in solidarity. Protest Mac, and he yells at him a few more times and then realizes what's going on when they walk off. Good for them. Yeah. I don't remember seeing caption Max this episode. I didn't either. Bummer. Pretty disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it was the one (laughs) constant that I felt... I had. Yeah. And here we are. So that was one of the harder episodes. That was, I think. yeah, it was heavy. Yeah. It was. Do you think that they handled it well, like in how they told the story? Because I think it was an accurate reflection. Yeah, I think it's accurate. Um, I liked that it ended with them doing something. I agree. I wish that there had been more focus on doing something. Maybe we'll get that next episode. No one knows. Nobody knows the episodes we've seen. Is that a real song? The one that I just sang? But, like, the tune. The Nobody Knows. Yes. Okay. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Okay. My friends like to reference it a lot, and I don't know No, no, no. Um, Hottie of the Week nominations. I'm going to just list off a few people that I think. Waverly. Um, Waverly is one of them. Landry. Julie is one. Landry is one. Tammy is one. Ooh, Tammy's a good one. Um, Smash's mom is one. Mm, also good one. Um. Can I? It's, it's kind of hard. I don't. Between all of those. What are your arguments for each? Julie, I think, is probably not a finalist, but I, she's a nominee. I also don't think Julie's a finalist. Her real contribution was like Powder Puff, and in an episode this intense, it's hard to give it to someone for being a Powder Puff champ. Um, here's a, here's a curveball. How about Smash. He could be a good one. I'm I'm okay with nominating him. Don't know if I've settled. Like, uh, I'm gonna cross off coach. Cross off coach. Um, cross off Julie. So we've got Tammy Waverly smashes mom. Wait, smash can Tyra Andrew. be nominated for coach of the week? No. Why? Because I said so. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that makes you feel bad, but I don't let her. <laughs> I'm nominating Tyra for Coach of the Week. Okay, Screw I you. vote Coach for Coach of the Week <laughs> the more I think about it. Um, I mean, I do too. I just feel like she deserves a nom. Fine, she's nominated. Um, Matt is not nominated for Coach of the Week, though. Correct. Matt so, is a terrible coach. I While I love and appreciate Landry in this episode... It also feels a little superficial yeah, for him to win. Yeah, I, I think we have to cross him off. 
I think it has to be between Waverly, Smash, and Mom. Mama Smash. I... I don't know, man. I Any of them, I think, qualify. I think that Smash has the biggest redemption story. But I think that... If we're going on progress made within the episode, Smash wins. I also am really leaning towards Smash's mom because that one scene was that powerful for me. But Waverly was also very consistent, and she stood up first. Can they all? <sighs> no, they can't. <laughs> Damn it. Like, they can't all win. Another thing to consider is whose actions will have the most impact. Which is Smash. Which is Smash. Like, yes... Smash was influenced by Waverly and his mom and the way that they behaved in the episode, but he organized in a bigger way. But would he have done that without Waverly or his mom? Probably not. Yeah. In the course of the show, I imagine that Smash's actions will make more of a difference. I vote Smash. All right, smash it smash. is. Smash is hottie of the week. He's also pretty hot, so. He's also the hottest of them who's not named Waverly, so. Um, I would put him above Waverly, but. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I Agree to disagree. Attraction is weird. <laughs> so congratulations to Smash, hottie of the week, episode 15, blinders. Blinders. Our next session section of this podcast that you listen to is called Twitter Time. Twitter Time. First off, thank you to Michaela for um, Hardy of the Week listing us. Wait, what? She 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 went through all of our things and said who Hardy of the Weeks Wait, were. Wait, when? Six days ago. What? Oh my yeah. gosh, Michaela, I didn't see that because you saw it and so it disappeared my notification. Isn't that beautiful? Michaela, so you we're are gonna look through this really quick. Hottie of the fan of the week? Listener of fan the week. Fan of the week, Michaela, thank you so much. Um Coach Taylor. I'm retweeting Tammy, this. Tim, Matt, Tyra, Landry, Tim, Julie, Matt, Tim, Landry, Tyra, Herc, Tim. So Landry's with two. Um, Coach only has has the one so far, which is kind of surprising. Tim has four. Matt has two. Tyra has two. How does Tammy only have one? Exactly. Tammy and Coach and Julie only have one each. We are sleeping on Tammy, Coach. I feel like they'll have some more turns, but I'm pretty happy with this list so far. Smash wins his first. Yeah, I just quote tweeted and said 15, Smash. So, yeah. Smash wins his first. Good job, Smash. So, how do you think we should... We need to, like, have some place that we put this list. Oh, I just spoilered our episode by quote tweeting. It's fine. (laughs) And Michaela liked it already. (laughs) So, thank you so much, Michaela, for going through that. 
Um, um, we could have like an Excel, a shared Excel sheet. That's possible, but I want it to be available for the world to see. Can we uh, ha- add? Maybe I'll look into it. Can we add I'll something to our it. site? Yeah, we could add something to the site. We also could then... just continually quote tweet our previous week's hottie of the week. Yeah, we can add something to the site. Then, um, you you start Twitter time. Twitter first, time. Um. All right. I want to say. Okay. Anna is our first. Oh. Can, can we jump back to last week's Twitter time for a minute? Because Hillary gave us her answers for um, Fuck, Mary Kill. Yeah. So Hillary, who gave us the question, I believe. Maybe she didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Hillary would. No, Michaela gave us the Michaela question. Michaela gave us Hillary the question. Answered. Hillary responded. And then I called her out on the episode and said we needed her answers. So here they are. Fuck Tim's dad. He's a Riggins Agreed. after all. Um, marry Matt's dad. Agree. And kill Buddy because he would never leave her alone and Tammy would help Agreed. her kill Buddy. Entirely true. I think getting Tammy to help kill Buddy would be a struggle, though. <laughs> I don't know if she'd do it. Okay. I think that we could get Tammy to turn to homicide. <laughs> Is that a spoiler? She's feisty. For the rest of the no. series? Um, no. So then we have... A question from Anna. There's a lot, a fair amount of hot button issues in this episode. Given that, do you think that the show could be replicated in the 2020 era or that the 2000s as a time period is too integral to the way it works? I hope that there has been progress in the past 15 years to where it would not have been handled in the same way. But I do think that there's a greater chance of these episodes similar episodes making the airwaves because it's safer now yeah i i think i agree um i don't think that if it were made in 2020 it would have been handled the exact same way i think that if it were there would be more outrage regarding like mac not getting mac not getting fired yeah like because in 2020 that doesn't happen in real life or on tv shows if someone says something like that they're done and then Sarah followed up with, I like these questions, adding on to number one, do you think Mac would have been held more accountable for his actions in a 2020 setting versus 2000s? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think he would be, I, I think that even in Texas at this point, it would be over. Yeah, I mean, I think, especially with, I think that if, if they had responded the way that they did in 2020, uh, they, there would be a lot of immediately, immediate lashback on like social media it yeah. i think the presence of social media today makes it impossible for people to get away with shit like this i was watching um we've been watching sex in the city and is there it good was should i watch episode, it um some of it is fine and good so and no i'm not parts, gonna watch it you're not gonna watch it right. it's it's background it's a good background show yeah Ooh, i do like background there are there are a few shows, a few episodes of it that I've been like, wow, that just would not exist anymore. Yeah. And this was like 1998 to 2003 or something. Uh-huh. And there was one about um, about trans prostitutes and the way that they used it was insane. And if Twitter existed back then, 
the show would have been canceled. Yeah. Um, it's having some clarity, having some accountability and immediate pushback in this large way, I think can be healthy, but it also goes to uh, cancel culture, which I think is so dangerous. It's it's hard because I think that we have gotten to a point where there's a there's not much chance for redemption because of it. Um, yeah. And that's dangerous because people can change. People can learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And I think that we need to give people opportunities to do so. That said, I wish that R. Kelly died in 2000. Absolutely. I wish that he had just like gotten hit by a train in 2000. Here's the thing. People that repeatedly do really terrible things, I have a lot less sympathy for. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm more okay with them dying in 2000. The question number two that Anna said was, Mackenzie, how did the bread breaking process go? Bread breaking. Mackenzie, how did the breaking bread process go? <laughs> breaking Bread is a sequel to Breaking Bad. It's also filmed in Albuquerque. and it's Starring Mackenzie. Mackenzie. <laughs> I love it. There are far fewer drugs involved. Um, Just different drugs. And Just fewer. alcohol and yeast. Yeah, that's is true. Is yeast a the, drug? The capacity is fine. Um, the um, addiction that I have to bread makes me think yes. Ah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeast is a drug. <laughs> gateway drug. Yeast it's is in a gateway beer, drug. too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeast is a gateway drug. Shit, guys. Okay. What's the gateway toward? Happiness? <laughs> yeah. Carbs? Uh, so how did it go? Um, what did you do? I, I baked some bread. Guys, okay. I've, I've maybe mentioned this before. That I have a sourdough starter. Um, it's That you created out of the air. I, that's not true. I created it out of flour that I purchased and, and water. Um, and probably some of the air. The air was the biggest thing for the actives, though. Is it? Because yeah. you seal it. No, it's the air. Like, it has to get some of the air, and then it starts growing because... But I thought that there was some wild yeast in, like, the flour. There might be. I don't know how it works. All I know is I follow directions. No one knows. Um, But I made a sourdough starter. It's... Is it three weeks old or is it a month old? Happy birthday. It's either three weeks or a month old. I think it's between the two. No one knows. I think it's... No, it's between two and three weeks. No one knows. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, I made my first loaf of bread with it, though, this weekend. Um, and I'd never made sourdough bread before. I've made some breads before, but mostly, like, no-need Dutch oven bread, which, um, if you've never done that, do it. It's easy and worth it if you have a Mm -hmm. Dutch oven and you own yeast. Yeah. And flour. I suppose you need flour. You can't just throw yeast in a Dutch oven and hope it'll work. (laughs) Don't do that. There are a few more quests. A few more ingredients. A few more steps. Um... But yeah, first time I'd ever made sourdough bread. Um, it, it went. It looked really good. It went. It's ugly. You haven't seen it. I saw you eat a piece of it last night. Oh, okay. It's very. And that looked good in that it was bread and it existed. It's... So here's the thing. Sam told me. I told Sam a couple of days ago that if it failed, I would never do it again. Um. Yeah, so that's the thing that I said. How did Sam respond? He said that I shouldn't do that. I argued with him a little bit. Um, 
I argued for practice. <laughs> he argued that I should practice because, like, I don't know. There's this thing that people say that practice makes perfect. Um, whatever. And Observant practice. You'll be able to make changes the next time. Here's the thing. I'm actually fairly good at that. Like, I am a pretty introspective person, especially when baking. Like, I pay attention and I adjust as needed. Actually, yesterday I was talking to a friend who had given some banana bread to and he was I'm like, gonna make some of that tomorrow. Chrissy Teigen's recipe is fantastic. Um, but I had asked him, I was like, I, okay, you said it was great, but I need some input. And so I'm going to make some adjustments as necessary based on nice. the input because I'm an observant baker. But after baking next... my sourdough bread, so here's the thing. I fucked it up because I left the oven on 500 degrees the whole time. Because I threw, so the recipe says that you put it in the Dutch oven. Well, so first you preheat the oven at 500 degrees with the Dutch oven in the oven. Put the bread in the Dutch oven, lid back on in the oven for 20 minutes. Because the Dutch oven creates steam that gives you a really nice crust um, and helps for rising. And so I did that. And at that point, you're supposed to take the lid off and turn the oven down to 450. I took the lid off and I went and took a shower. And towards the end of the shower, I started smelling it and I was like, ooh, that smells good. And then I gave it a few more minutes and I was like, ooh, that smells too hot. And then I got out of the shower and I realized that I didn't turn my oven down. So it was baking for the entire time at 500 degrees. So it was a little brown. Didn't rise as much as I wanted it to. And I'm not sure if that's a starter problem or if it's a I'm not gentle enough with the dough problem. Your starter will get better. I also... I promise your starter will get better. I also don't know if it's the starter, though. I know, but it will continue to get better. And then that's just like a bunch of things this that, is you true. Can, that validate you doing it more. This is true. and I, But I also just want it to get to a point where I feel comfortable leaving it in the fridge. Rather than like yeah. feeding it every day. Because feeding it every day is a lot of work. It's exhausting. But that that is how it gets better. I know. But it's a lot of work. I had, at one point, I had a hundred year old starter. How? Who gave it to you? Because it was like passed down and stuff. And then I got a little bit of it. I've had two starters and then um, have just not kept up with it before. But... It will get better. Old starters are generally better. I know that. The question that I don't know the answer to is, was the lack of the amount of rise that I wanted from the starter, or was it from my not being gentle I'm going to go out on the limb and say both. It could be a combination of both. Yeah. I don't know. Congrats on your bread, though. You took. I also do think that I need to do some more research on adjustments that should be made for high altitude. Because I did yep. not make any adjustments for high altitude. Albuquerque is really high. Um, Following so, this thread, yeah. Michaela asks, do you think Coach Taylor has any responsibility in the problem that he could have stepped in aside, aside from insisting on Max apology? Trying to think of how this would fly in 2020 makes me think there might have been a spotlight on him too. There would have been. Absolutely. He would have had to fire him 100%. Yeah, if easy. in 2020, if he had not fired him, there would have been backlash for Coach. There would have been so much social pressure, he would have hated his life. Yeah. On a lighter note, Sam, if you had to coach a powder puff team and Mackenzie had to join because she got caught shoplifting flour, what position would you give her and why? Jail? Um, 
I, powder puff, like, I think you would do really well in regular football. But as a block, like protecting the QB, I think that you are fierce enough. You would destroy anyone who tries to get anywhere near the quarterback. Um, something like that. Yeah, some sort of offensive line, for sure. Beat people up. Beat people up, and then um, that's it. That's it. That's all. Thank you all. Time. Yeah, that was so cool and nice. So the other thing that we usually do is we talk about what other media we've been consuming. And um, I just want to give a shout out to Waco, which is available on the Netflix and stars our very own Taylor Kirsch, who is Tim Riggins. Oh. Yeah, he's the main character. What? Okay, I'm going to have to watch that, I suppose. Yeah, it's pretty intense. We're halfway through right now and um, I'm liking it quite a bit. He has lost, he, he slimmed down for the role. So he's got massive muscles, but he's like thinner. He was pretty thin to begin with. No. Tim? Like he, he had a little bit more weight to him. All like right. he, he, he definitely cut down on that. But it's interesting because um, if you imagine him in Friday Night Lights as a 17-year-old, it's like this super athlete that's going to mature into this massive super athlete. But if you think of him as a 25-year-old, it's less of that, but still, like, he's a very fit man. He is a very Correct. fit man. He earned I, Hottie of the Week four times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he plays a very charismatic leader in this show, Waco. Um, I think Waco's going to have to dude. come off after Ozark for me. It's a you gotta pay attention show. Yeah. So was Ozark, and I don't pay attention. Ozark was beautiful. I really liked Ozark. Um, Here's the thing about Ozark. It just keeps getting better. (laughs) You keep telling me that. Uh, Nate also told me that yesterday, and I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of people who are telling me (laughs) that it keeps getting better. I tried watching, like, an episode of Ozark a few years ago, and I was not concentrating on it, and it went a little slow, and as it goes on, I have decided that the slowness and pacing of it is a feature, not a bug, because there's, especially the very ending of season three, there's, like, season three, episode nine, because they've set the expectation of these long shots, it just lets you live with these characters while they're going through these emotions for like minutes at a time, wherein other things that are faster. You don't get as invested in faster things. Yeah. Um. But it, it's, it takes a little more concentration and it takes a little longer to build. But then once things start coming, it's nonstop. Yeah, it's a good show. I am nearing the end of it's season two. It's also three. It's like two seasons over the space of three months. And then the third season is also over the space of like a few weeks. It's very interesting how they do that. Yeah, the timing is weird. Um, yeah. I watched Hottie, no, Too Hot to Handle. That looks really <laughs> bad. Because it's so bad. Um, and I don't know why I started it because... Well, no, I know why. It's because I needed another show to just, like, sit in the background and have some noise while I did stuff that I didn't feel any need to pay attention to. That served that purpose very well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it also was kind of funny because it sort of tricked them into sex rehab. I do think that that's an interesting angle, but it looks so bad. I don't think it's like worth it. Yeah. So like, I don't, if you don't know the premise of the show, it's they get some people and basically like if they don't sleep with each other at the end of a month, they get a hundred thousand dollars Everyone on it? No, they split the hundred thousand um, dollars. Everyone who didn't sleep with anyone splits the hundred thousand. Basically, um, it's a bit more intricate than that. Um, but like, they're not allowed to kiss or like do anything, and they lose money anytime they do. So they charge three thousand dollars for a kiss, and like twenty thousand dollars for the badonkadonk. Yikes. This sounds really bad. It's so bad. But then they do like group therapy sessions where they're like getting to the root of why they have so much meaningless sex. And Mm. at the end, like in the very last episode, one of the girls was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go teach my friends all of this stuff that I learned. (laughs) So that's a show that maybe I will probably never watch. You shouldn't. Uh, But you kind of. Yeah. It's entertaining. It's good background noise. I haven't been indulging in very many pieces of art lately. Except I did good finish my um, my book, book that was 1,100 the pages. The Name of the Wind? Uh, sequel to The Name of the Wind. Nice. Um, yeah. And it's good. And there are some issues that I have with it, but I aired those grievances. And, you know. It's a good book, and I want the third one. So to come that's out. where we're at right now. I'm still. Oh, I also started I need... this book. Sorry, yeah. I started this book. I bought it like two months ago, um, from a used bookstore. It was on a list of just like dystopian novels, and I was looking for some good dystopian fiction, and yeah. so I picked it up, and haven't read the back of it until today when I started it. Listen to this. Kristen Raymond. Uh, this is called Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Um, by the way. Kristen Raymond will never forget the night Arthur Leander, the famous Hollywood actor, had a heart attack on stage during a production of King Lear. That was also the night when a devastating flu pandemic arrived in the city and within weeks, civilization as we know it came to an end. Within weeks. So... That sounds fun. That's the thing that I'm starting to read in the midst of a pandemic. Nice. Very exciting. If any of you have recommendations for um, TV dramas for me, I'm, I need new ones. And Dead to Me Season 2 comes think... out in two weeks. Oh, that's exciting. That's a so good that's show. that's good. I don't think I'm quite ready to start watching The Wire, but I think I'm close. I've heard not great things about The Wire. I've heard exclusively great things about The Wire. And with that, this has been Friday Night Insights with your hosts, us. Google us. May your eyes, may your eyes be clear. Your hearts, your hearts open. Full. Full. Clear eyes, full full heart. May your eyes be clear. Your heart's, your heart's full. full. Don't lose. Don't you dare lose. That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs>